We got all that stuff. And the Yankees, after I slandered them, oh just tied the game God. up to four. That was 16 to one five minutes ago. Three run shot for the Yanks. Also, right now, Joel Embiid, 11 points in the first quarter, still 56 seconds to go. 28 26, Boston with the lead. Embiid looking for his 12th point of the game. I knew he was going to go off. He actually started crying. They brought his son onto the court as he accepted his MVP award. And uh, we want the narrative-based bet. And he's coming off his worst uh, performance of the playoffs so far. Right now, the New Jersey Devils and the Carolina Hurricanes going at it. And it's a scoreless game, game two. Carolina takes game one in blowout fashion. They're minus 105 right now on the money line. New Jersey minus 20. The live total, four and a half. PJ, I think we forgot to give out our plays here. Uh, we are both rolling with the Devils tonight. Dev- Devils and Oilers for me. Yeah. Devils and Oilers for me. I got the Devils at minus 105, so that was nice. Can I just say real quick, Ryan, I love the new baseball rules. I'm watching the O's Braves game. Dean Kramer threw over to first base twice trying to pick off Ozzy Albies, which means that if he throws over again, it's going to count as a ball, balk, yep. right? Or it's going to count the as balk. a balk, exactly. Yeah. So then what happened is they did a pitch out, and Allie Rutschman then threw down to first, knowing that Ozzy was going to try and steal. So the new, like, cat-and-mouse game of baseball, yeah. it's just it's awesome. I you love it. S- you saw that today in the uh, Cubs game, actually, mm-hmm. uh, against the Marlins. Nico Horner did the same I, thing. I just I love it. Um, right now, 28-27, Boston a one-point lead as we uh, end the first quarter. Your guy Malcolm Brogdon with the ball. little floater action off the front of the rim. No good. And Bede with 12 points in the first quarter. I'll take that. Uh, we both took the Devils. Devils on the road during the regular season this year, 28-9-4. And 2-1 and, uh, and one in New York in the first round. So not really worried about the home ice. They need a bounce back performance. Got blown out in game one. Also got destroyed game one against the Rangers. I believe that score was five to one. So who's hopefully. winning the cup, Ryan? If you would have bet right this split second, who's winning the cup? Is it Florida? It might be. <laughs> who's the favorite right now? Look at the futures really quickly. It's uh, got to be Edmonton, right? No? Hurricanes. Carolina, oh, hurricanes. plus 425. Okay. Golden Knights, plus 450. Panthers, plus 475. Oilers, plus 500. My gosh. There's not really like a value it's pick. Everybody's insane. the same. I guess if you want to take a shot with the Kraken, it's 16 to 1. M- most people feel like the winner of Vegas Edmonton is going to win the cup. I just, I don't know, man. I feel like, I think the Devils are going to win this series against Carolina. And I'm still holding out hope in the Leafs, but it lo- it's looking like Florida might win. I mean, the, de- the winner of Devils and Panthers might win the Stanley Cup. Like, they really might. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. The true winner is one of the only teams you didn't mention there. The true winner? I the love Dallas Stars? the Dallas Stars. No, yeah, it's not. Underrated be. because mm-hmm. nobody wants to see the Dallas Stars win, but they have the best goalie, and they certainly have a really good team behind them, too. So I, I like the Dallas Stars, especially at that price. Plus 600? Right yes. Plus 250 <sighs> to rep the West? You know what, Burlo? I'm going to ride with you because I like riding I the hot know. goalie. When my Hawks were winning cups, it was because Corey Crawford wasn't going to concerts and falling. It was because he was the hottest goalie <laughs> in the Stanley Cup postseason. Tyrese Maxey, four points, 29-28. My 76ers with a one-point lead. My MB, MB, NBP has 12 <laughs> points. And right now the Braves have two on against your O's, but they trail 2-1. Uh, tonight the Braves, huge favorites, minus 200. Did they kill another power play here? What, yeah. what do we got here? Yeah, they did. The Carolina's about to. 12-15 Devils, the they just posted the stat. Devils Some. were 0-13 on the power play versus Carolina in the regular season, and now they're 0-4 here. In the, and the Braves, uh, oh, no. Uh, no, that's Close. two outs. Close. Runners two outs. back to second. All right, Brillo, hit us with some fake news Friday while we enjoy some uh, sporting events here. You guys <laughs> talked to Steve Sparky Pfeiffer earlier about the Milwaukee Bucks, so I'm going to pose this question to you. The Milwaukee Bucks fired head coach Mike Budenholzer after their first-round upset loss to the Miami Heat. True story or fake news? 
the Bucks will go on a dynastic run if they hire Nick Nurse. Uh, I'm going to go fake news. I agree with Ryan's take. Giannis, I think he's the best player in the world, but he's not a top five closer in the league. Like, I think there are four or five guys I would choose over him. And I thought Sparky brought up a great point that Nick Nurse, you know, when he was with the Raptors, like a lot of what they do is in the half court. And the reason they won their title was because of Kawhi Leonard's greatness. Milwaukee's personnel right now, like, I don't know if it's necessarily the best fit. I think Nurse is a top five coach in the league. But uh, I'm just I'm not buying the Bucks roster. It feels like they're a better version of the Los Angeles Rams. Like they've gone in now for a couple years. They won their title, but they don't have any draft picks. They have aging players, yeah. And it's just like they really don't have any sets in direction. While the Eastern Conference is starting to get some good, like young and up and coming team. Boston isn't going anywhere. Philly's not going anywhere. Um, so. Yeah, I just, I, I'm not buying that Boston would be a dynasty if Nurse takes over. Yeah, I completely agree with everything that PJ said right there because they're an aging roster. It's an aging roster. I do love Giannis, but Middleton's getting older. He's probably going to opt in. But he's, I think, a three or a four on a championship team right now. I love Drew Holiday, but he gives you so much energy on the defensive end that he has those struggles every once in a while offensively where he has like a one-for-14 type performance. Brooke Lopez is going to be another year older. Uh, maybe you move a guy like Bobby Portis. I don't like Grayson Allen. I don't really like no. their guard play other than Drew. And they don't have any first-round picks, so they can't really get younger. And I don't know what you could really get at this point for Chris Middleton, for Drew Holiday. I don't know that you could get younger. So... I don't know, man. They might be in trouble. And then Giannis could opt out, or not opt out, but he could leave after the 2024-2025 season. That's when that Supermax deal would end. So they might be in trouble, and I just don't know. Like, when they made the hire for Mike Budenholzer, I didn't like Jason Kidd, and then they had Joe Prunty as their interim head coach when they played Boston as, a, as like, a seven seed, and they were the two or whatever it was, and they were competitive. But I thought Mike Budenholzer was the perfect fit or the perfect coach because they were still a younger team. Now they'll... They're a veteran aging team. I just don't think coaching's that important. Like, I don't think Nick Nurse could take them to the next level. Right. But, but but it's crazy because they were the best team all regular season long. I know. They're, They're just notorious choke artists. I hate to say that. Like, happened a couple years ago against Toronto. Happened in the bubble. They were the best team in the league that year. We gave them a pass because it was the bubble. It was weird. And uh, last year, no Middleton, I know. But still, they couldn't get it done against Boston. Like you said, man, Boston's not going anywhere. If Philadelphia doesn't get it done this year, they probably fire Doc Rivers. Maybe they move on from Harden. People are going to want to go play with Embiid in a big market like oh, Philadelphia. Yeah. And Cleveland's like and another Cleveland. star away, right? The yeah. Knicks are building something good there, so it's just... Yeah, it's, I'll go fake news. I agree, fake news. Let's head west and talk a little bit about the Phoenix Suns because they are entering tonight's Game 3, trailing two games to none against the Denver Nuggets. True story or fake news, a second-round loss for the Suns would be a bigger letdown than any of Kevin Durant's playoff losses with the Brooklyn Nets? I gotta say yes, because, all right, with Brooklyn, I mean, that was a mess from the get-go. They didn't play their first year together, him mm -hmm. and Kyrie. They were both coming off injuries. That's why I was like, what the hell are the Nets doing? Because the Nets were fun at the time. They were young. They were winning basketball games with a bunch of young dudes. And then all of a sudden, KD, Kyrie get there. It's coaching change after coaching change. Then Steve Nash gets canned. He should have never had that job in the first place. It probably should have just went to Jacques Vaughn. But... I mean, they were never fully healthy. They didn't play enough defense. The roster was a mess. It was Harden, and then he didn't want to be there because him and Kyrie weren't getting along, and it was Ben Simmons, who never plays basketball. But in Phoenix, man, like, they keep trying to get this chip for Chris Paul. I don't think it's going to happen. And now he's old. He's washed up. He's not even going to be available the next couple games, if he even comes back for the NBA playoffs at all. 
and you have Devin Booker. You have DeAndre Ayton, who people forget was the number one overall pick the same year that Luka was taken and Trey Young was taken and Shea was taken, SGA. I mean, that was a loaded draft. And, uh, yeah, I know that you acquired a midseason, but when you have all these future Hall of Famers, I mean, Devin Booker's going to be a future Hall of Famer, Chris Paul, future Hall of Famer, KD, future Hall of Famer, and I know some of these, I know KD and Chris Paul are aging, but still, man, I think this would be a huge disappointment, to be honest with you. Yeah, I kind of agree with Ryan, and I think the big point there is just because the Nets really never had like any continuity with those big threes, whether it was Harden, Durant, and Kyrie, whether it was the Ben Simmons when he was there, like there was just they were never on the court together. It was kind of like in Cleveland when LeBron took the Cavs to those chips, and Kyrie and Kevin Love were hurt. Like you really don't hold that against them. And Chris Paul's obviously hurt, but. I mean, Devin Booker and Durant are two of the best players in the league. Phoenix was favored to win this series against Denver. They were favored to win the West before the second round started. And as soon as Durant got traded to Phoenix, they were the favorites to win the title. And everybody thought, oh, with Durant there, with those, with that team, the pieces that they have, uh, this, this would be a big letdown to Kevin Durant because we already saw him join a team in the Warriors, even though the Warriors are better than what the Suns were. And they obviously won a title and they had success. One of Kevin Durant's best attributes is that he's such an easy superstar to plug and play. You can put him into any system and he'd thrive on it. So I think this, this would be a big letdown, especially if the Suns get swept. If they lose in five, then uh, absolutely, I think this is a true story. It's a do-or-die game tonight for the Phoenix Suns. Oh, have almost. to win. Yeah, have to. Oh, if they go down 3-0, it's over. It's over. I think they do win tonight, though. We'll get I, our picks I for agree. that game later. I, yeah. Still an hour and a half before tip-off, but yeah, man, they have to win. Tonight. I agree. Denver's better, though. I mean, you watch oh, De- God, Denver. Man. Denver is is better. I so. think Jamal Murray makes a world of difference for that Denver Nuggets team. Yeah. That's why a couple weeks ago, man, my favorite bet was that M- uh, MB, geez. Jokic, finals MVP when it was 10-1. to 1. It's down to plus 450 right now. I just didn't trust Denver when we got into the playoffs because it becomes a half-court game. I worried that they didn't play enough defense, but Aaron Gordon's a really good defender. They've been solid. And Michael like you Porter said, can shoot the lights out of the ball. And Jamal Murray is oh, just... Murray. Like, See, that's what the Bucks need. They need a guy that can go out and get 40, a guy that can anti- create his own shot right. in the fourth quarter. Right. They don't have that, but the Nuggets do, and then you also have Jokic. So I won't be shocked if they win the whole thing, man. I thought that was the best bet. Not that plus 450 is great value, but I still think either like you go there or you go with Jamal Murray at 12-1. to that's exactly right. The, the Nuggets and the Bucks are kind of built the same way, where Jokic and Giannis are the focal points, right? And then Murray is kind of your Drew Holiday. Michael Porter is supposed to be your Chris Middleton, essentially. But then all the other guys on Denver are just so much better yeah. than what Milwaukee has. And that's that's the difference that you're seeing. Exactly. All right, guys, let's take your talents to South Beach. Jimmy Butler missed Game 2 against the New York Knicks with a sprained ankle and is questionable right now for Game 3. True story or fake news, the Knicks will only beat the Heat if Jimmy Butler remains on the shelf. Boy, I don't even know if they beat the Heat if Jimmy Butler, you know, remains on the shelf. That game, too, is pretty close. Miami just—we do this every year, Ryan, when we talk about the best coaches in the league, and we never talk about Eric Spolstra, and then we get to the playoffs, and we're like, yeah, that that guy's pretty good. He's pretty good. The the Heat are just—I mean, who do you think's better? Like, do you think the Knicks— are the better team than the Heat, but they're just so well-coached, and Butler is just so good in the playoffs that that's why they would win this series. Like, I truly don't know who the better team is. This series is so tough to call. It's so so tough. I picked the Knicks, but I didn't bet the Knicks in the series just because, man, I'm done. I'm like, 
I was all over the Bucks to win the championship. I will never bet against Jimmy Butler in the playoffs ever again. If anything, I'll just go Jimmy Butler player props. Take the points with the Heat when they're dogs because they never get enough respect. And you said it, man. Eric Spolstra's, since he's came into the league, been one of the yeah, best head coaches. He's, he's unbelievable. He's got the chips. And at first, I was like, well, anybody could coach LeBron James, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade. But, like, this is a dude that he's not a former player. He was in the film room. He's a film geek. He's like us. He's just a nerd, a basketball nerd. And now he's a head coach. And what I like about him, he's fiery. He doesn't take any crap from anybody. You remember just last year, him and Jimmy Butler were going at it. He's like, what, are you going to fight me, Jimmy? But that's the same thing about Jimmy. Like, Jimmy's a dog. That's why it didn't work out in Minnesota with a guy like Carl Anthony Towns. And it's why, let's be honest, it didn't work out in Chicago because that roster was a mess. It should have worked out in Philadelphia. The 76ers really screwed up not paying that money to Jimmy Butler. Instead, they paid Tobias Harris, who's a fine player. But imagine him beating Jimmy Butler in the playoffs this year. The 76ers would go to the finals and they'd win it all. Boston would get beaten five against Embiid and Jimmy Butler because in the playoffs he becomes Michael Jordan. And I've always had this take as a Bulls fan. Jimmy Butler will never be the best player on a championship team. I don't know, though, man. He's damn awesome. We saw it in the bubble. We're seeing it again this year. But I can't pick that series. I do think the Knicks are the more talented team. I agree. Jalen Brunson's awesome. I'm a bigger Julius Randle fan than most. And I like the role players. But, man, and I like Tibbs, but Spolster's got the advantage. And he doesn't run his guys into the ground. Oh, I'm going to say the Knicks still win this series. That's who I picked, even if Jimmy does come back. But I couldn't bet it because I hate betting against Jimmy, man. Here's all you need to know about Spolster and the Miami Heat. In Game 2, listen to this starting lineup that they tried out there when they had a six-point lead with four with six minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Max Struess, Gabe Vincent, Cody Martin, Kevin Love, and Bam Adebayo. The only person in that starting five that would start on any of the other teams remaining in the playoffs would be Bam. That's it. All those other four guys would be like the seventh or eighth man off the bench on on any other team. Like, that's what the Heat do. Duncan Robinson contributed, Kyle Lowry, Haywood Highsmith. Like, they, they just, they get these guys, man, to just, they play their role. It's like the Patriots. Like, do your job. Like, that's yeah. what the Heat do to perfection. And then with playoff Jimmy playing like the way he does and the guys just compliment him so well, it's impressive. I agree with Ryan. The Knicks are more, I think they're more talented. The Heat are just so well coached. So, Nick, to answer your question of will the Knicks only beat the Heat if Jimmy Butler remains on the shelf, like, probably, but I don't know, man. Like, they just, yeah, <laughs> they might tough. find a way to do it even even if he's even if he's injured. Yeah, that's the toughest series to call. Obviously, I man, agree. Right now, I mean, game three coming up on Saturday, and the uh, Knicks four point dogs in that game on the road. So the series goes back to Miami. Obviously, that number will move if Jimmy Butler doesn't go. And then the Lakers and the Warriors also play tomorrow night, Saturday night, and uh, Lakers go from two point favorites to three point favorites. We'll talk about those games coming up a little bit later on. We still got another playoff game to go tonight. Joel Embiid has 12 for Philly. Jason Tatum has 13 for Boston. If you went over on their point props, we're looking all right so far. 